five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff! We have a liftoff! Good evening! We are the People Movers and we are back again! We're gonna shine a spotlight on some gems that were recently on Bring a Trailer Up for Auction. The new Tippo 184 kit car is amazing! Also, Ospark finally bringing the Owl to the US! And also, what is our most anticipated car that we're gonna see in 2021? But the most important question of the day, Jason, how are you? I'm wonderful. We have so much automotive greatness to talk about tonight, so let's get right into it. Yes, recently, I mean, Bring a Trailer, always just amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. Um, these are no exception. I mean, in this day and age, I think it maybe is one of the best Lamborghinis ever made. It was made in the prime of our youth, you know, where it was the modern thing, but I think it looks so much better today, and we're talking about a Murcielago. Yes, and this one's a special one too, right? This is a 7,000-mile, 2003 40th anniversary Murcielago. Well, and the big thing about it, it's got three pedals, the old gated six-speed. I mean, this thing's, you know, the color is classic Lamborghini, bonkers, nice like shade of teal. I'm sure it's got some fantastic Italian name. Um, It's got a nice nice exhaust, titanium exhaust head-on, clean Carfax, sold for 277 grand. Not bad. It's great. I, I think a Murcielago honestly looks better today than it did when it was new. Yeah. I, I love the angular lines, and uh, it's just such a stunner. I mean, this was such a choice example, too. Well, dare I say that the design of it, too, is, I mean, this is so anti-Lamborghini, but it doesn't seem like it's trying too hard. Like when I look, no, I, you know, like it's a Lambo. It's clearly Lamborghini, you know, and it's got the intakes that come out, and so it has a lot of drama, but when you look at it, it doesn't, Looks stupid. I love the simplicity of the gauge cluster. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it, it's almost economy car esque now when you look at it, and that car is seventeen years old. You know, this is such a ticky tacky thing for me to say. Like, and I just, I'm sorry, car designers and all the love and passion you poured into these things, but something that didn't age well through the late '90s and early 2000s, steering wheels. Steering wheels are just, I don't know what it is, but if you look at like Aston Martins of that age, Lamborghinis, I mean, I, t- I take no prisoners. Look at pretty much anybody. The early 2000 steering wheel is very chunky and boring in most of these cars. I mean, I know that's such a stupid thing to pay attention. I will say though, the Aston Martin one through the 90s is especially horrid because it's just a Ford that's steering a Ford wheel. Ford one as well. Yeah, it's yeah, horrific. Exactly. So it's just so like the, the key one fob in the everything else is terrible but very nice very 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 nice but either way next up on that list that was an exceptionally rare one that was one of 50 or yeah 50 special edition 40th examples yeah that's cool and then we had another rare one we got mercedes 2006 clk amg dtm now this one is a cabriolet it has 16,000 miles indicated classic iridium silver i mean I'm a big AMG lover, but Jason, does that perk your interest? It's one, yes, it's one of 80 Cabrios. Uh, honestly, cabrio, I was though. going back and forth going, which would I have? Because I love the CLK DTM. That yeah. is such a cool car, but I don't like Cabrios. Yeah, the Cabrio it's, thing would be the stickler for me. I know the collectability of it, all that kind of stuff. I mean, this one sold for more than, the, I mean, you got a little bargain on the Mercy there. I mean, this one sold for $301,000, so... Very competitive price. I don't know. I think I would take the Lamborghini out of these two. It's a, it's a gated six-speed. You can't miss. 
I think I would too. I I do like the DTM. It's such a neat car, and it was built oh, yeah. to commemorate racing victories. So there is nothing more special than a car that was built to celebrate track success. You know. I mean, and it's but, rarer than the coupe. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, I hate the DTM badge in the middle of the tailgate too. That yeah. looks like something that somebody added themselves in their garage. I don't know why. I mean, that. is that from factory? Because I think of every is, single time yes. I've seen these, I might have just blanked that out of my memory, Men in Black style. Because holy lord, that can't be. That is. So my that's where you're standing. Is that's factory? Oof, I'm gonna look at every picture I can find on the internet. Because if someone in Mercedes made that choice, I mean, this was 2006. They were probably like the one German who was like hopped up on Fast and the Furious was like watching that. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I want to sneak something clever in there. And that is horrendous. Whoa. As a big Mercedes fan, I still love the car. I mean, I really, I, I love it. Love how wide it is, like everything about it. But man, that's, oof, that was shockingly it, bad. The interior is fantastic. I love the seats in it the is. DTM. It is. They are just Oh my goodness, those are just special. Mercedes just bulletproof. I mean, their their interiors and their their classic just age instantly. I mean, they all have their own little charm. They all have that still that serious feel to them. I don't know. Now that I'm looking at the DTM, I'm kind of like talking myself into the DTM. Like that's when <laughs> uh. you're talking about 582 horsepower, 590 pound feet of torque. That mm. thing is a rocket ship too. I on it. Well, it's a convertible. I'm like looking at it both side by side right now, though. Like I'm looking at the Mercedes. I'm like, what would I actually like to drive? I guess that's what we'll, how we'll end this. Which one would you actually like to drive? I'm like, you look like a pretty big asshole either way. Not that that matters. I hate to say it, but uh, I'm going to go with the DTM. You talked to me into the DTM because I'm going to say you can put the top down, which is not my thing, but then you can hear that 580 horsepower soundtrack better. So yeah, um, it's cool. I guess I'm going to stick with the Lamborghini, actually. I mean, <laughs> gated six-speed, you could hear the V12. I don't know. I don't think you can miss either way. That's a real close little bring-a-trailer spotlight. Though. Those are exceptional, right around 300 grand. But moving on to something, thank the Lord, that doesn't cost 300 grand. Run out, scoop up a Miata now, right now, because there's a kit car. I can't believe I'm saying that. There's a kit car that I want. Jason, tell us about it. Uh, yes, this is a, this is an interesting one for us. People movers don't necessarily love kit cars. We can't say that all kit cars are created equal, but this is truly something special. So this is a British company, and they're building a car called the Tipo 184, which if you haven't seen it, Google it. It's fantastic. It's, it's apparently uh, one of the hosts from Wheelers and Dealers. Wheeler and Dealers. Yeah, correct. It's ba it's it's based on uh, a Mazda Miata. I'm not sure which generation, to be honest. It's a 1.8 liter Mazda Miata powertrain is what they're advertising it as. But it ends up looking like an Alpha 154? 158. Or 158, excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> um, they're all that numbers. dominated Formula One throughout the late 1930s all the way into the 50s. And this thing is heroic. Yeah, it's crazy. If you've ever seen any kind of vintage Formula One car, any kind of things like that i mean maserati and alpha and all of them that's where they became legends i mean not only from performance but just iconic cars they look amazing this thing is heartbreaking this thing's like instantly heartbreaking it says has now ended they had a christmas offer jason we just missed their christmas offer i know i wish i would have discovered this sooner holy cow man <laughs> this thing i shouldn't even look at this this thing is definitely about to light in my wallet so Apparently, this guy, you know, he's the one of the co-hosts of Wheeler and Dealer, been around for a long time, whatever. Um, they're only making 10 kits to start, but they're very reasonable. It's like 10,000, 
four hundred and something dollars here. Oh, yeah, 10,000 change. About ten thousand US. Yeah. Without the Miata, of course. But this is like really messing me up. This is so cool. I mean, it, it really does. There's no other word for it. It looks heroic. I mean, it really looks heroic. And who cares at that point? I mean, you know you wouldn't want to own that thing. Like, see, that's the problem with kit cars. There's rules to kit cars. Like, if it's going to be a sacrilege to the drivetrain of the car it's based on, like taking a Ferrari quick car and making a and putting it over exactly. a Fiero, that is what we're talking about. That's just garbage. There's no other way to cut it. Even if it looked like a genuine F40 or something, it's still just complete trash in every other way. Um, but, you know, one's like these i mean that's something you would never own a have the opportunity to b you would never be able to maintain it so it's absolutely. actually making it realistic for folks that just absolutely would love it you know like someone like me or my brother or you or whomever that's i think it's amazing well and think about if you wanted to actually go out and race that thing in like autocrosses or something like that yeah. i mean you could conceivably do that i mean and not worry about things going boom if you have a reasonable racing budget and you would look like a hero doing it. Even if you're slow, you'd look great. So This is pretty bonkers. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at the website, and it's absolutely destroying me. They'll, they even, too, you can purchase MX-5 donor parts from yes. them. So they have salvaged Mark II MX-5s. That's what they are. Oh, okay, so there's the second gen, so the, N, the this NB. This just Miata. outrageous. Wow, that is just too cool. Well, the thing I like, too, is it's not a hacked-up Miata chassis. It's actually no. a bespoke chassis, and then it's using Miata gearbox, drivetrain, rear differential, all that kind of stuff. So I mean, I think that's really cool. In this whole realm, though, there's a big, big market for these interesting open-top stuff. I mean, there's Catrums out there. There's KTMs. I mean, there's all kinds of these things. So as far as, like, the the usability in the market, I mean, Morgans, for crying out loud, Vanderhall, that's another three wheel one like the Morgan, but it's an open top. I mean, all these things. So I that thing's rad. Yeah, I think this is actually uh to your point, I think this is cooler than a lot of the competitors. I mean, you know, if you talk about buying this kit for around ten thousand US dollars, I, I really think that's about a thousandth of the price of what you could touch a you know, real Alpha Romeo Formula One car from that era for, you know. So I think it's really you can go out and play all day long and not feel guilty in any way. I mean, I'm not going to say this cause it just would be, I don't like writing checks. I can't cash or making promises. I can't keep, but I'm not going to lie. I shouldn't look at this thing any longer cause I can smell the first people movers, giant special or YouTube launch. I, I think we might need to just buy one of these 10 tippos and have at it. This is killing me. I'm looking at this thing and, Look at the picture of the exhaust where it's got a six-cylinder oh. exhaust, but it's got four for the four actual for, motor. Yeah, four for the actual <laughs> motor. I was, I was noticing that. Or it's got eight. You know, or it's got the classic eight and only four. Oh, that's right. It was a good line. Dude, yeah. This is just too much to bear. I mean, really, all in for that price. And if they're helping you facilitate, you know, the part, other parts and things like that, and you know it just must scream. I mean, any generation Miata power plant is going to have enough power to move that little skeleton down the road. It has to. Uh, it has to rip. Uh, I mean, really. I mean, and also, too, what you're just talking, modern reliability, those parts are not that expensive as far as, like, the Mazda-based parts. Hmm. No, absolutely not. Well, I don't know. You might just see me cruising around in a Tippo in a year or two. This thing is... I, I mean, it's crazy. Go check it out, a 184, but don't go buy one because I want one of the 10 ones, so... 
I wonder well, no, what I actually hope lots of people hit the man up and say, I want one because I want them to make a fortune and sell a bunch of them because they're great. So yeah, I'm just kidding. I want, they I want that cool. guy to sell a billion of them. That's cool. Um, geez. All right. Well, now that I want a vintage F1 car moving <laughs> on from something that once again, things, dude, things we never knew we needed, right? The price <laughs> spectrum on this show today is terrible. People. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's great because it's covering everything, but in my opinion, this shows what the automotive market has become. So Classic Lamborghini, $300,000. CLK DTM, $300,000-ish. You know, that kind of stuff. The Tipo, beautiful. Very interesting thing. Eleven grand plus the donor, all that stuff. We'll just call it 20-something. <sighs> now we go to the Hyper EV segment where this oh, is just yes. every day. I mean, every single day you get a new car that is just going to fry your brain. But, you know, let's give it a go again. And this time with a company called Ospark. They've, I mean, they've been around... For a while we've seen this car the owl have you seen this the owl yes i think we heard about the owl quite a while ago and uh but this owl apparently is migrating to the u.s yeah. i understand oh it's here and if you have 3.6 million dollars oh my goodness yeah see 3.6 million dollars they're making a bigger number than i thought though they're making 50 interesting um, I know that's not a big number out there, but for these cars, that's a big number, actually. Um, with 20 destined for Europe and Asia, 10 for the U.S., uh, leaving us that, I mean, man, just like anything. So if you don't want a Rimac Concept 2, if you don't want a Pinaferina Batista, if you don't want a Lotus Avaya or Avaja, whatever it is, E-V-I-J-A, Avaya, um, you can have this, and it's 1,985 horsepower. Holy cow. Oh my goodness. Yeah, 1,885 horsepower. This thing is saying that they have the world's fastest top speed recorded at zero to six, or not top speed, uh, zero to 60. Scratch that. Fastest zero to 60. They have it at 1.7 seconds, they're claiming. Wow. I'm assuming it obviously has to be four-wheel drive to do that kind of zero to 60. I, well, they're saying more impressively for an EV, a top speed of 200 yeah. and- 49 49 yeah oh my 249 gosh. so it can stretch its legs i mean i think blistering fast i mean it's super that's immense for an ev most evs don't have that kind of top end so that's a big number i you know at first i was sitting here going i don't know how i feel about it looks wise but i don't know i just saw a couple photos of it in motion like in street guys on a road and it, i'll give them this i don't know if i love it but it certainly looks different i think it looks cool i mean I don't, I don't know if it's like you know oh man i'd have to have it or that's beautiful but i think it's neat actually it's got a really interesting front end and the rear is really cool it's very like, futuristic looking I, I think it's cool it is a good looking car and Ospark uh, mm. is a japanese company so <laughs> it's funny I, I, I think that's a that's a interesting uh thing from a japanese company it seems like they don't normally go straight to do the you really think you it's know, good 3. looking six million dollar supercar thing so no exactly it's a very bold move do you really think it's good looking that's the funny thing is i'm looking at uh -huh. it and i don't hate it i think it's interesting but i don't know if i'd say it's like good looking I think it's interesting. Yeah. I will say it's kind of got a GTA quality. I know we, we say that's that our a term. Lot, yeah, it, <laughs> it's hard to avoid it though nowadays. I mean, it's just like so much is done, but I, it does have a bit of a front end one car and a rear end mashed up from another. Even yeah. though it works, it does have yeah, a bit of that works, feel. Yeah. I know yeah, people it are definitely gonna, looks like a car made for a video game. People lot, are going to so. scold us over that, and that's fine. Uh, I hate to say it. It's just, it's just an uh, it's an accurate comparison. It's there's no other way to put it. I mean, th this is a bonkers car though. Looking into, well, it. I mean, one thousand four hundred and seventy five pound feet of torque. I mean, yeah. I mean, 
very impressive. <laughs> They're just going to get faster. They're just going to get cheaper. I mean, not that. Yeah, so, but right now, so at right, this are rate, they getting cheaper? They're going well, the wrong way. Well, they, no, I was going to say at this rate, I'll, I'll be driving something with those numbers by the time I'm, you know, 312, which is going to be yeah, rad. 15 um, years ago, a Bugatti Veyron cost a million dollars. Now yeah. this is... Ah, you know, almost <laughs> peasant mobile to some, but whatever. Yes, not exactly. us. And even if I had that money, I would not scratch that itch. There would be like fifty billion other things before that. But yeah, I think that always becomes the problem with these like niche cars like this. Is what's wrong with all the other ones? There's that's the thing. I, I that is the thing I think about all the time with these. Like that's such a big ask that you have to be tearing your hair out and be like, I have to have it. Who? Like, I don't, who sees that and goes, I mean, I, like all the credit in the world it is amazing in the performance on it, but I'm just still wondering who sees that, you know, and goes, oh, that's the one out of all these. And I'm not saying that with any kind of dig in the world. That is cool. If you could afford it, if you okay. like it all day, but I just changed my mind, Brian, as to why the Ospark Owl is the car because it's There's different a picture of it in the shop where it's being made. And in the background, there's a bunch of new Lancia Stratoses. Yeah, I saw that. They're Ferrari based, so I like that about them. <laughs> yeah. They, well, I mean, I like any why not, Japanese why not company have that, the Stratos. that has the Nards to like go for speed and do all that stuff. So, I mean, I, I wish them all luck. I think they're going to sell them all and keep kicking butt. But we got about two and a half minutes left. It is 2021. Happy New Year. We're recording this a couple days early, but Happy New Year to everybody. In 2021... What are we looking forward to, Jason? What new model or what car or what are you looking forward to? What is it going to be? Like whether it's before you so or you just want to see on the road. Oh, I will say the three I'm most excited to see is we have the 2022 Z06 will be seen sometime this year. Um, you know, probably late this year, spring or fall. We're going to see the Z06. So I'm really excited to see the Z06. I'm really excited to see the upcoming GT4 RS, which is yes. rumored to potentially be around this fall. And then uh, I also want to see the brand new 992 GT3 RS. So oh, yeah. tons and tons of Porsche, tons and tons of Porsche for sure. Um, the Bronco, without question, <clears throat> can't wait to see Broncos running around. That's going to be a huge one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Besides that. The M2, I mean, if we get the M2 this year and the BMW M5 CS, they've been talking about that there's going to be a CS for the current M5 to send it out. I'd love to see that because that's going to be a loon mobile. But the new M2, I mean, every time I see one, anytime I'm around, I love that car, always have, flirted with it many times, but I really hope the new one's garbage. So it just forces my hand <laughs> to go buy a first gen one and have zero guilt about it and hang on to it and be the happiest person. Well, there's also some hist some historical launches here. Ferrari supposedly is launching their SUV in 2021. Oh yeah, um, you know, out, um, I wouldn't say I'm back into the mid-engine game with the MC20. So there's a True. lot of, you know, well, I'll say real this. shakeups in the auto world coming. Well, yeah, but if 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 the name of the game was what are you going to look forward to? The whole Ferrari thing on it, I, I mean, I understand it. You can't survive as a car company a lot, a lot of companies at least nowadays, without selling stuff like that that sells. I mean, Porsche proved that, you know, 20 years ago almost at this point with Cayennes oh. and stuff like that. And Lamborghini can't make yeah. Uranus as fast enough or yeah. whatever. Yeah, so. so, I mean, I understand why they're doing it, but it is kind of a sad day. Ferrari, I mean, good for you, Ferrari. You held out beyond it like anybody, you know. You were just so proud and... <laughs> Italian, you died on that yeah, hill. Ferrari I love it. took it as long as they could. Man. They did. They're brilliant. Congratulations, <laughs> Ferrari. On that note, 
We salute you, Ferrari, for your stubbornness and true-to-form love of what you build. <laughs> we appreciate you spending time with us, as always. We will be back again with many more things to discuss. Tons of exciting things coming down the pipeline. Cheap adding motors left and right to Wranglers, new motorcycles, all the good stuff. But make sure to do the most important things. Get out there, pay attention to what moves you, and be good to one another. And we will see you soon. <laughs>